right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right. Welcome to In Your Corner with Cora Physical Therapy. Remember, and I mean remember, if you have a question, comment, or concern, you can always go to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. Make it happen. Don't go come to me and say, Scott, I don't have any answers. No, you go to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. Boom, type it in, find out more. You will not be disappointed. All right, we're going to be talking on this particular podcast. This podcast, we're going to be talking about healthy eating. Yep, and if you're out there on video, I'm pointing at myself that I don't do that real well. I like to think I do, but I don't. I can always improve. But we've got a great panel that I guarantee you they do eat well. We've got Shannon, I want to say Schneider, right? Did I get that right? And then, of course, if you listen to the last podcast, here's Lee Murphy again. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to start posting things and saying, calling her Murph. I don't know why. I like that a lot. All right, Shannon, you're on the hook to tell everybody. Give us a little 411 on who you are. Sure. So I've been a physical therapist for 23 years, and this year will actually be my 20th year with Cora. And I think my nutrition education really began unconsciously sort of growing up because my parents were very into cooking and healthy foods, you know, a lot of trips to the health food store, not a lot of processed foods. And when I was of high school age, we actually moved from California to a farm in Virginia. So we had a gigantic garden, you know, lots of vegetables, herbs, we had animals, we had eggs. So we had a lot of basically farm to table eating, very delicious, very good. And I really don't think I realized how lucky I was until I went to college and I started eating like pizza and ramen noodles and processed foods and, you know, not feeling as great as I did in high school. So I ended up majoring, uh, getting my bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics. Uh, I, I continued my interest in nutrition and I really considered myself a flexitarian for most of my life. And that's basically whoa, 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 a vegetarian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hang tight with the flexitarian. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that, but it sounds good. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Basically, what that means is I was kind of a vegetarian, but ate meat and fish on occasion. And I definitely had eggs and cheese and all different animal products. But right. recently, I became full vegan. So I knew being vegan, I really need to revisit and re-up my nutritional knowledge so I could be a healthy vegan. So I've been, you know, reading a lot of things, a lot of recent evidence-based articles, a lot of books. So... That's my story. I'm excited to be here and share any knowledge that I've learned. So you're not a flexitarian now. You're a full-blown vegan, right? And, and define what that means, what, what, what you can and cannot do. Well, basically, a vegan means you don't eat any animal meat or any animal products. So, you know, no eggs, no dairy, no cheese. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons people go vegan. There's three main ones. For animals, people that care about animals, there's a lot of documentaries on what happens to animals. Uh -huh. um, environmental reasons, you know, a lot of rainforests are being cleared to, to produce grains for animals uh -huh. and a lot of different reasons with environmental reasons. And then also, you know, just to be healthier. So for me personally, I actually became vegan because of my love of animals. 
But when I started reading different books about, you know, veganism, I realized how great it was in all the other areas as well. Aren't you always hungry? I mean, I'd be always hungry. <laughs> there's so many things you can eat and there's, and you can eat more, you know, it's, okay, it's, okay. I think there's a lot of myths about being vegan and that's probably one of them. Um, but nope, I'm not always hungry to answer that question. <laughs> All right, Lee, give us a little background. That's a, that's a tough act to follow. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that it's, uh, it, it, it doesn't feel good to be you. No, give us a background, Lee. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so my name is Lee Murphy and I am currently um, a distinguished lecturer at the University of Tennessee. I'm in the Department of Nutrition and I've been a registered dietitian for over 20 years um, I've in public health and now in, I've been in education for um, so maybe half and half, half, half as a public health dietitian and half um, as a, as an educator and, and still do private practice some as well and work a lot with media and um, other outlets. So um, I'm happy to be here and, and I am not a vegan nor a vegetarian, but I certainly promote highly plant-based diets and plant-based eating. So I think I, I'm a good rep. We're good kind of dichotomy of, of vegan is, is, I mean, could be considered an extreme lifestyle because it, it, it does take, you know, steps that you deliberately are, are choosing, although they're not one, if you embrace it, certainly it's wonderful and you can get all your needs met and it's a wonderful, amazing lifestyle. Um, but it's certainly, you can be healthy um, not being a vegan, but, um, it, whatever your case, it still is a good idea to be plant-based and to, to appreciate the importance of protein from plant-based foods and, um, and plant-based diet in general, even if you eat meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just think about mine and I, I got applied and, and then, because I like going out to restaurants and that it just would be tough. And so Shannon, let's talk a little bit about whole foods, you know, plant-based eating, just give us a little lowdown. Give us a little, a four one one insights into what that means. What is a what's a whole food outside of the the obvious? I'm not going to that store, right? Let's uh, let's talk about whole foods. Well, basically, a whole food is exactly what it sounds like. It's a whole food in its normal form. So, like an apple, as opposed to like applesauce. So, you know, when you take a whole food and you break it down, you're losing a lot of the different positive things that are in the food. Um, such as phytonutrients and different things that work together to make the food more nutritious. So that's basically what a whole food is. And, you know, a plant-based diet, you know, they call it, you know, WFPB, whole food plant-based diets. And that just means you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables because of all the great things that are in them and how good they are for you. So that's in a nutshell, what that means. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Lee. No, I think that's great. And, and I think you alluded to this, but, and we can get talking more about this also, but process is kind of a buzzword in, in food that um, we talked a little bit about in the last podcast as well, but processed food um, in the past, um, long ago, processed just, you know, not is, is, is bad. And there's, there's different way of processing is not, does not always the worst thing you can do, but generally processing that term decreases the nutrient content, whether it's making a potato into potato chips or making, you know, a fruit into a juice. Um, there, there are start out in nature's way. And as, as Shan suggested, perfectly nutrient rich and, and the, the nutrients work synergistically together in a 
perfect way. And then sometimes we um, mess that up a little bit when we try to make it taste differently. And sometimes as Scott, you might mention that tastes very good. Um, but, um, uh, it's certainly important to note that, that staying closest to that whole, and we talked last time about clean foods and that, that cleaner whole food is generally means that nutrient has more density. It's more nutrient dense. And that is something that we want to focus on. So if I take an apple and use your example, uh, Shannon, and I just sort of grind it up, right? I'll cut it up and then grind it up. I still retain the value. I'm just grinding it up. I'm not adding sugar. I'm not doing anything to it. I still, from a from a whole food perspective, I'm fine, right? Absolutely. So I like I put apples in my smoothie every morning, and there, you know it's, it's there just, you you're just it's all it, now it's different if you juice things because you do lose some of the fiber when you're using a juicer. Uh, but if you're putting the whole fruit in like a blender, you're getting all the nutrients. Okay. I have to, and ask. I, I have to chime yeah. in. Don't forget the peel because the peel is right. very fiber rich and you can't, you know, if you are to back to applesauce example, if you take an apple, peel it and, you know, mash it up that way, you are losing some of that nutrient density in the peel and, and in the integrity of the fruit. But I mean, sure, I would much rather you have applesauce than, you know, a piece of birthday cake if on a regular basis. But I'm not saying it's it's not a it's not a good choice. But in terms of that whole food idea, that the whole integrity of the food is. Okay, I have yes. to ask the question, Shannon. What is your smoothie recipe? What are you doing? Oh, I put a bunch of stuff in my smoothies. In fact, I have a joke with my son. I'll, I'll hold up my smoothie. I'll say, "See this? I'm having more nutrients in this than you." had in a week. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I usually base my smoothie with uh, coconut water. Sometimes I put oat milk in there and then I have a bunch of different seeds and different things. I add like chia seeds, flax seeds. I add cocoa powder powder. Um, I put, you know, different fruits. I usually put a huge handful of spinach or any kind of greens. I have cucumbers. I put a, I always put a chunk of ginger in there. A lot of different things, bananas. It just depends on what I have frozen fruit, but they all taste a little different and they're all really good. And they keep me very satisfied until lunch. See, this is interesting. You, you talk about it. We take it for granted. And I, and I do too. I don't, I mean, I'll be you know, guilty as charged. I, I don't look at food from a nutritional perspective. I just eat it. You know, I get up in the morning, I'm hungry. I'm going to find out something. I'm going to eat it. And, and is it requiring me to think more about what's in the food more, I mean, I have to do a little bit more I mean, research into making sure that I've got the food and the, the nutrients that I need, Lee? Absolutely. I mean, ideally, we should all realize that our food is honestly medicine, that you are, um, you know, re your body requires it, and, and hydration is important as well. But our food and fluids that we consume fuels our body in every way. And sometimes it becomes more obvious if you're maybe an elite athlete, or if you're very sick, or if you're very in tune to what's happening with your body, you're more aware of when you eat a, a, a maybe very processed meal or something that has a lot of fat and saturated fat and um, extra added, you know, fried foods, that sort of thing, you, you realize the way that makes you feel versus a very clean meal that would have whole foods and that maybe those plant-based um, proteins and that sort of thing we're talking about. It, it literally can be in long-term either fuel for your body and food for as medicine, or it can be the detriment leading to inflammation and potentially diseases. 
Yeah, and we, we spoke in the last podcast about inflammation, and that's pretty interesting about the foods that uh, do bring that about. But here's what I'm, I, the struggle that I have is the majority, there's a lot of people that, um, like me, I'm lazy, and I want something fast. And, I, and this seems like it would be difficult for me to achieve what I need to achieve in this whole food diet. Um, it, it just... I'm just lazy. And, and it's just one of those things. And I don't have enough time. Can we, can we achieve this type of diet and, and be able to, you know, make it fast, get moving. I know you got your smoothie, boom, get going. Shannon. If I, if, let me, if I can yeah. chime in first, and yeah. then Shannon, I want you to say something, but certainly it depends. You, you have to plan and it does. I mean, wellness takes planning. And I know it sometimes it makes it a little more difficult in the, short term, but in the long run, certainly, I think we would argue that you'd be very much more satisfied and healthier in the long term. But you have to think, you know, if you're traveling, you have to think, what am I going to do? And that doesn't mean you have to pack your spinach in your backpack, (laughs) but it could mean you are aware of things around you, or you look at the menus of places that you could go that would maybe cater to, you know, the foods that you would, um, you know, be better choices for you. But just like you have to plan your activity every day, if you're going to work out and make that part of your lifestyle, you have to make that a habit and plan that in your daily schedule. And just like in, it's very easy in food to slip to something that, Oh, I, I forgot to do that. I'll just go grab a, you know, a fast food, something that maybe isn't right. the best choice or I'll just do this. But you know, there are convenience foods that can be good choices like bagged lettuce and, you know, carrots that are already cut up for you. That that's a convenience. That is a great thing. There's some conveniences that are overprocessed and have sodium added and that sort of thing and fats and unnecessary additives, but there's convenience that's good and that we can take advantage of and that can make it easier for us. And there's lots of, I mean, even in some grocery stores, they have some, you know, either bean based or other types of um, foods that are already made for you that can be good choices that are much better than something that's over-processed or fast food sometimes. I'm not saying all fast food's bad because there's yeah. better choices there as well, but a lot of, most people don't always choose the healthiest. See, and I, I know that I, I, I'm not a big fan of friction, right? I want to make it as easy as possible. Can I just contact you, Shannon, and you say, Scott, who, what, do, what do you want to do? And here's, here's what you need to buy, and this is how you need to eat it. Is that, or do I have to really uh, invest my time, energy, and effort to try to be able to, and, I, and I'm just doing this because I'm trying to be real about it. Is, is there a way of being able to say, okay, let's, let's speed up that learning curve, right? And then get to a point where I, then I can begin to realize the benefits. Is that does that exist? Oh yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, there's so much information out there that's at our fingertips now. Now, granted, you know, not all information that you find on the internet is is good. So just a matter what? of really <laughs> learning which sites to go to and which things to you know that are really the most important to what you're looking for. I mean, I think you and Lee both hit on a couple things you know, being intentional and also planning. Um, you know, I actually feel like I save time with my salads every day. Cause you know, I, as I said, I eat a smoothie for breakfast, but I eat a salad for lunch. So, you know, in the mornings I make my salad and my smoothie at the same time. Cause a lot of the ingredients that are going in my salad are going in my smoothie. And I take that salad and I go to work and my salad is right there. So whenever I get hungry, cause you know how it is. Sometimes you work out hard. Sometimes you haven't eaten as much oh, yeah. the day before you get hungry at different times. My salad is right there so I can start eating it whenever I want, as opposed to having to stop. Oh, I'm kind of hungry now. Where am I going to go? I got to go to fast food. So sometimes you actually save time 
by preparing healthy food. And then also when you're done eating like a salad that actually gives you energy and makes you feel better, you don't have that downtime after you eat where you feel kind of sluggish. Um, so I think you also save time like production wise at work because you're still very focused on what you're doing and you're not having that sort of slump. But, you know, to talk about some of the things like what Lee was saying, you know, what I do is I buy vegetables and things on the on, on the weekend and then I'll like pre-cut vegetables. So they're already like bell peppers. They're already pre-cut in my fridge. So if I come home and want to make a healthy stir fry, I just have to dump them in the wok. I don't have to because cutting and preparing, I think, takes a lot of the time with yeah. with healthy food. Um, you know, having your stuff like when you get carrots and, and celery. Um, putting them in water in a container in the fridge that keeps them crisp longer. Or when you're getting cilantro, putting them in water in the fridge with a little like plastic bag over them, it keeps right. them fresh for like weeks. So there's a lot of different things you can do at home that makes healthy foods very available and very convenient. Um, and, and even with traveling, you know, there's a lot of healthy foods, you know, cliff bars, they're really healthy and, and they're filling and they have fiber. And if you're going through an airport and there's stuff that you don't really want, you know, just have a cliff bar or, and then you can, yeah. you know, go to a restaurant and like Lee was saying, you can look for restaurants ahead of time. A lot of actually fast food restaurants are now serving plant-based protein, which I know you sound very excited about, but there hey, are some that you can talk at least try. <laughs> so, I, I, I do like Cliff. I love those Cliff bars. I, I feel like I'm really treating myself to something special. So let's, so now we've, 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 I like the intentional. You've got to be. And, and it's just. It's just a mindset. You got to do it. And, and yeah, I can be lazy, but that's lazy. That's not good. I want to be intentional. Tell us the problems, Lee, with processed foods. What's it, What's going on there? Well, um, again, back, kind of like we talked a little bit in the last podcast on, on nutrition, that, that a lot of highly processed foods can lead to inflammation within the body in different areas of the body and can lead. A lot of times processed foods are high in, in sodium, Sometimes some are high in sugar, added sugars, and can be high in unhealthy fats like saturated fats. And so, um, and that's not that's not a, a blanket that every saturated, I mean, every processed food is high in those three things. But typically, you're going to find that that's it's um, very common thing. And so, over time, you know, nutrition is one of those things that a lot of nutrition related diseases creep up over time. It's like it's not like you break your leg and it's broken. You know, it takes years sometimes for yeah. nutritional issues to creep up and all of a sudden your blood sugars are high and you do have diabetes or you are, you know, you're, you have high cholesterol or, and, you know, at risk for heart disease. And certainly those diseases, um, heart disease being the number one killer in the United States is very related to what we eat. Um, and, you know, even the, the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States, the top two, of course, are cancer and heart disease or heart disease needing number one, cancer number two. And those are almost 50% of, of the top 10. However, arguably almost all top 10 have nutrition roots in them. I could, I won't go through them all with you, but wow. from heart disease to, to the diabetes, to, um, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, all, all of these could have roots of, of nutrition, even some cancers, although not all cancers are certainly nutrition root. Some are, many are not. However, it's, it's certainly a fact that when someone is diagnosed with cancer, nutrition certainly going to be in the picture. So, um, anyway, that kind of, went really, off that's a heck a of a bit. statement. I never really thought of it. I really don't. I, I didn't really think of that. And that's a heck of a statement. I, I like that. Do you have anything to add with that Shannon? 
Um, well, also with, with processed food, you know, you, you lose some things too. You like you lose fiber. So, you know, there is people eat, you can eat them quicker, you know? So, and so like people will sit down and eat a whole bag of chips because they're digested easier. You're just, you're just pounding chips. Right. And then, and then you're not, and then you're hungry. Like you could be hungry an hour later, you know, whether, what, whereas if you ate an apple, apples have been shown to actually decrease your appetite. So like I always tell my daughter, if she's like, mom, I'm starving. When's dinner going to be ready? Eat an apple because an apple will curb her appetite until dinner. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. And I, I I didn't realize that. You're absolutely spot on. You know, I'll have a bag of chips. I don't, trust me. I, I don't. <laughs> I like them. Yes. But I do avoid them. But you're right. You, you can you can gobble up a lot of those chips and still feel hungry. That's for doggone sure. So, okay. So, we, we understand the challenges with processed foods. We've uh, discussed whole foods. Let's talk a lot about, and I've heard this I've heard this so often, superfoods. What is that? Slightly. Uh, Shannon. Me? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so superfoods super just really means, and, and it's kind of a controversial word because, you know, people try to use that word and market certain things. So I was just kind of using it in a way as foods that are really nutritionally dense without a lot of bad things, like a lot of fat or a lot of calories. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different foods that you can incorporate in your diet that really bring a lot of nutrition to your diet. So that's kind of what I was meaning when I said superfoods. I don't know if, if you have a different definition. I think that's good because I think a lot of times you see in the media, it's the buzzword superfoods, like this one oh. food is going to cure everything. And that is right. not the case. There is no right. one food that is, has everything that we need in it. However, um, there are lots of foods that are super nutrient dense. And so that, that isn't as fun of a super nutrient dense, isn't as fun of a <laughs> word as superfood. But, um, you know, a lot of times you see berries or, you know, acai or, or, or lots of different fruits and vegetables, like avocado or what, I mean, those are all incredibly nutrient dense foods that have lots of benefits, but there is no one food that's supreme over everything else. However, generally all superfoods are plant-based and have are super nutrient dense in terms of the vitamins and minerals or macronutrients that they offer and dietary fiber. I, I, I'm glad Shannon mentioned that dietary fiber is one of my favorite things to talk about. There's so, it's almost limitless benefits of foods that are, and, and, and honestly, an easy thing when I talk to people about healthy eating foods that are naturally high in dietary fiber are really great choices to make it very simple because they're fruits and vegetables mainly and, and whole grains. Right. And those are, are going to naturally be high in, in nutrients and generally, you know, under controllable in calorie level and, and other um, characteristics. So, okay. So, so we've got our whole foods, we've got our super superfoods, which is uh, marketing hype to a certain extent with that. Yeah. It, I've heard superfoods is it's in a drink. It's a superfood. Okay. Right, right, I got right. it. But Really, it's more it's more nuts and bolts, and it makes sense. Like these foods are rich and packed with uh, nutrients, and that makes sense, and I can understand that. So, one of the things that happens within the medical industry, right, is that I don't get enough feedback into the the need or the importance of nutrition, right? The industry treats, and yet. Uh, there might be some treatments that can be resolved and, you know, benefits going forward in nutrition. Lee, 
Why is that the case? I, I just every I'm just telling you, I go to the doctor. I never talk about superfoods. I talk about eh, my shoulder is just a little and my knees are achy or whatever it might be. It never, never ends into a conversation about nutrition. Why? Right. And I think, you know, that, that goes back to what we were discussing a little bit earlier is that I think sometimes it's overlooked that that foods can and should be our, our medicines and our preventative medicines. And sometimes in we're, we're focused on secondary and tertiary care, which means when you have a problem or you're treating it and or you're first finding out. And, and when honestly, when you have a problem, you want it fixed. And and that's when medications can come to the picture. And, and I get that. And we you know, that's why that is in place. However, take a step back and um, hopefully more and more practitioners are becoming aware of this, that, that, that the role of nutrition in that and preventing diseases and, yeah. and starting a clean plate in the first place is, I mean, I mean, limitless in terms of what that can do for an individual, preventing the inflammation in the first place or limiting it, um, not creating the factors in the, in the diet that could lead to heart disease or cancers or, or, or digestive issues those can be controlled through diet and prevent those issues that lead to tertiary care with medications. And I'm not saying medication should not be in the place because absolutely we need um, certain medications. However, it is important not to overlook the importance of food and all of that. Agreed. Uh, Shannon, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, sure. I do. Um, yeah. I think the problem too, is that, you know, unfortunately when you go to medical school, there are, hard, are hardly any classes in nutrition. Isn't so, interesting? Son of a yeah, so, so doctors, you know, it's, it's not really their fault that they're not teaching nutrition because they aren't taught it in school. Um, you know, and the other thing, and they're really great at doctors learn they're great at treating acute illnesses, but they're just haven't been taught the, the, the importance of nutrition to actually prevent illnesses. And the other problem with that is just really the whole system. When you look at the whole system of big pharma and funding and, you know, there's not a lot of motivation to promote nutrition because it's not profitable. Right. You know, the, the big pharma spends a lot of money on, on advertising these new drugs they come up with. You don't see ads for broccoli and, and, the, and the benefits of broccoli on TV, right? There's not a lot of money in that. So I think with the whole system, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that, and, and the other problem is that, you know, there's different people backing different studies. So you have to look at who's backing these different nutritional studies that are coming out. And because different people are backing different studies and the, and the scientists have so much pressure on them because of researching funds and things like that, you get all this conflicting information. So it kind of confuses the public. So I feel like, you know, people don't really have a lot of knowledge about what really they need for nutrition wise to prevent diseases. Because just like Lee was saying, nutrition can not only prevent disease, it can reverse disease. And, and most of the, you know, Americans don't really know that because they aren't educated on that because it's just, it's just the information just isn't out there. And the information that is out there is a little bit confusing. Yeah. And, 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 and granted, I, I, it, it, some of this information can sort of go over my head. I don't understand. I don't understand maybe some of the, uh, the terminology, but you hit upon a couple of points of, you know, preventing and, and, and even maybe reversing. That's a, that's a powerful statement. Now, this is to you, Shannon. I like a good steak, but, but you're into that plant-based protein stuff. 
So tell us why that's, uh, first off, define what it is. I don't even, I'm telling you, I don't even know what is a plant-based protein and why that is better. Okay. Well, you know, plants have protein in them. So just plants have protein. Um, you know, there's 20 amino acids and there's nine of them that humans don't produce. So, you know, you get amino acids, different ones are in different plants, different ones are in different grains. So as a vegetarian or a vegan, you know, you combine different things to get proteins. Now, when you're talking about plant-based protein, like as far as like things you might've heard of, like impossible burgers or beyond burgers, you know, a lot, a lot of them use like pea proteins, different proteins like that. Um, the proteins have gotten so much better over the years. You know, I remember like Boca burgers, I think were the first like vegetarian burger and they were horrible. They tasted like they a little were. piece and of I, I tried them. You're absolutely <laughs> spot on. I did try them. Yes. They're horrible. They're horrible. Oh but like if, if you haven't, have you had a Beyond Burger or I an Impossible not. Burger? I have not. Okay. In fact, well, I, I had something. I can't remember what it was and it was not bad. I, I'll mm -hmm. give it to you. Yes, they have gotten way better. They're juicier, the, the, the texture, they're, they're just so much more like real meat. But the thing that, you know, I like to highlight about plant-based proteins as opposed to meat is that you're getting a bunch of other nutrients, you know, because, you know, like you were saying, you know, you like to eat. Well, if you eat a steak or you eat a burger, if, it kind of fills you up, right? So you're full so you don't have as much room in your stomach or your appetite to eat a bunch of other things that have a bunch of healthy stuff. So if you're eating plant-based proteins, you know, you're getting the phytonutrients, you're getting the fiber and you're not getting the cholesterol because there's no cholesterol in plants. And that's, you know, one of the leadest, leading reasons for heart attacks and heart disease. You know, the other thing when you cook meat, cooking meat creates carcinogens. So you're getting the, these things that are, you know, you might get cancer from. And so that's why I think it's important for people to understand that you can get all of your proteins from plants and still be really healthy and actually be healthier and prevent or reverse a lot of these main killers that we see like diabetes, high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease. Lee, I like, I like uh, a nice salmon. I like fish. I like chicken. Maybe I'll stay away from the red meats. Tell me a little bit about, uh, I mean, is that, I mean, can you add to that conversation? Because I, I do like Absolutely. I mean, um, and, I, and in fact, the fats that are in fish, especially, the, the recommendations are to have a couple servings of fish per week for the omega-3 and, and the essential fats that are in there that you can get through some plant foods as well. However, fish is an amazing source of that. And it, and it's, it has the healthy fats that are good for our heart and, and prevention of heart disease. Um, and lean meats as well. Are, are, can be great choices. It's just a lot of the times the problems that we have is that the meats we like and the, the proteins we like are sometimes fried, which right isn't the best choice. They're also sometimes um, surrounded by or incorporated with saturated fat and fats that are um, more, you know, encouraging of heart disease. And so choosing those leaner proteins. And, and another thing you, you, that is very common recipe are beans, legumes, beans. Those are yeah. protein source, right? Peanut butter. I mean, so most people are eating vegetarian sources of protein. We just don't call it. I mean, you don't call yourself vegetarian. And honestly, having a vegetarian day or a couple several times a week is good on your pocketbook because a lot of times it's, it can be cheaper. Um, but also it's just a great idea. You don't have to call yourself or label yourself anything if you don't want to do that. You, but it's a great idea for your overall health to have plant-based proteins. And, and, and I will say that 
you know, um, it, it does take all that Shannon has done a very job of this, but when, when you are vegan or, or, um, vegetarian of certain types, you have to combine, as she said, your plant foods to create this complete protein and animal foods are complete in and of themselves. And some, there's a few plant proteins that are as well, but, um, so it makes it easier to get all those amino acids. She's talking about amino acids are the building blocks of protein that she was mentioning, but anyway, it's important to just realize there are better choices. And so when you are, if you are choosing plant, I mean, animal based sources, you want to choose the leaner ones. So it's interesting because we got to wrap it up. The last question I have, um, I like what you're saying. I like the content. I like the information and, and, and I see and realize the benefits. That's one. Is there a way to incrementally begin this journey? I don't want to go cold Turkey. I still enjoy a nice burrito sometimes. Is there a way to begin this journey and incrementally begin doing that? Shannon. Absolutely. I mean, you know, just like Lee was saying, just maybe eating less meat, you know, just maybe having meatless Mondays like some people do. Another thing that's very interesting, there was a study that I read that they, they, they fed some women just meat and then they fed some women just meat with broccoli. And, you know, broccoli is a cruciferous vegetable and it has a chemical in it that helps your, your liver get rid of chemicals or toxins. So they did, after they fed these women, these meals, they tested the, the carcinogens in their urine and the people that ate the meat with the broccoli had much more carcinogens in their urine, meaning they were excreted. But the interesting part about this study was they went back two weeks later and fed the same women that had meat and broccoli, just meat, and they were still excreting more carcinogens, meaning that the, the, the benefits of the broccoli stayed in their system for two weeks. So I think the take home message with that is if you're going to eat meat, make sure you eat some broccoli or Brussels sprouts or cauliflower <laughs> with it, because that's going to help you be healthier. I, I like that. Go, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Those greens do help you process the proteins for sure. So that is, that, that's, that's a great point to, to make. And I think, you know, back to your burrito, Scott, guess what? You can have a big bean burrito with rice and lots of vegetables and you can, yeah. and you might not even notice the meat's not in there. If you have lots of beans and yeah. salsa and rice and, right. you know, a lot of people have just a small amount of meat in their um, burrito yeah. and not even realize it's vegetarian. So back to that example, salsa is nothing but vegetables, right? So anyway, um, you can find ways to incorporate it in and even make some new favorite meals um, that way. So I like that. And, and, and you brought up Brussels sprouts. I love roasted Brussels sprouts. Am I okay with that? Because I love them. Yes. yes Brussels great. sprouts are amazing. Eat Brussels sprouts every day, Scott, and you'll be good. <laughs> there you go. I feel good about myself. All right. So somebody who's out there listening to this touched a, a, a positive nerve in them. Shannon, how would they get a hold of you? So they could contact me at my email at Cora. It's S Schneider. And my last name's hard to spell. So I'll spell it. It's S H N E Y D E R at corahealth.com. So S Schneider at corahealth.com. Um, they can look on our website. They can find me on there. I'm the regional manager of the East central Florida region. So that's where I am. That's excellent. And Lee, how do they get a hold of you? And again, my email is L E E. M-U-R-P-H, just like you like to call me, right? Lee Murph with no Y at at utk.edu. 
I got to tell you, you, both, you, you were absolutely wonderful. Both of you guys were really wonderful. And I love this conversation. And and there is just, uh, there, there is some confusion out there when it comes to nutrition. But I think that uh, you, you brought a lot of clarity. And I think that uh, there's a lot of good information out there. And I don't have to be cold turkey and go, full vegan right off the bat i can have a i can i can plan out because i can be intentional and plan out my journey if i want to go down that road or or decide that maybe i can do something or modify a little bit but i like the fact that nutrition can do a lot of benefits and 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 it's in it's in your control you can do it yourself i mean that that's fantastic great stuff shannon lee loved it Thank you very much. I'm glad you learned some things. Thank you. (laughs) Use it. And of course, it's all about me, right? Uh, You guys are taking care of me. So I'm going to go wander (laughs) off and going to say, no, I am not going to eat that. I'm going to eat this broccoli. (laughs) Maybe it's a journey. All right. Thank you. It is, for sure. Thank you, Scott. For being on in your corner. You guys are absolutely wonderful. All right, listeners, reach out to them. Good stuff. And thank you very much for joining In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy.